Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yizzo! Hi, Antoinette. I haven't talked to your ass. And so long. Do you hear this voice I have? Do you like it? It's very sexy. Really? It's, very... it's sexy? Yeah. My sexy, sick I, voice? I wish I had a gravelly, deep voice. <laughs> no, you're like, hi, guys. Welcome <laughs> to tea time with Shanti. You sound like one of those people. You know them grown-ass people that's skipping around with like Barney and shit on Channel 12? That's who you sound like. I do not sound like that. Either. Yo, you just sounded like it. I do not sound like that. It's very uh. like... <laughs> it's like you were born to be a mom and have a baby and like just talk to your baby and, and tell them Feminists night. would not like that. Feminists would not like what you just said. That was just fr- straight... Patriarchal ta- conditioning. No, I, if you let me finish, I'm saying born to like read books, bedtime. Your voice is soothing. It's not about having a baby and like being mom and just staying at home and shit like that. So don't try me, Shanti. Come on. Don't try me. We I'm just, a fucking this- thug. You out here saying I'm Barney leader. <laughs> mom's a Barney leader. No, but just close your eyes and pictures. Picture those grown ass people. They would be like forty years old, skipping around, and there's no Barney next to them. It's just it's mostly like CGI stuff. So they're literally dressed up with their hair and fucking pigtails, forty doing that every do day. Anymore. That's hilarious. They making all that money. <laughs> Yo, let me get Channel Twelve. I will skip the fuck around with whatever little dinosaur you got <laughs> for that check. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, hello, Elwa. I have not talked to you. This is our first time recording. Have talked. I haven't talked to you about the blog. To the people. Why I mean, I keep calling it a blog. That's not what I meant. I mean, we haven't recorded. Oh yes. Why are you this way, (laughs) y'all? I I need everybody to know. I need everybody to know that Shanti and I are friends. That that me saying that really did affect her. I can tell. And we are friends. We talk. She has my back in ways that are we? I called her this weekend upset, child. She has my back. And we're very, very good friends. We're best of friends. Shanti is a ride or die. You feel good? Well, now that that's cleared up. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. Ew, what? That was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm You sick. need to edit that out. Some people are. Don't tell me how you. to edit shit. The, the, the first, when you start editing these episodes, you tell me what to edit. Are we going to start? We're going to start like this. <laughs> 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 All right. So I'm back. I'm back from my. Thank God you done made it. Shout out to Airplanes Technology and the Perseverance Yo, of Humans. Yo, shout out to that. Because every time I get on a plane, I'm like, this shouldn't work 
This ain't this natural, baby. Doesn't make sense as to it's why does so all crazy. these people like I know how heavy I am my alone, let alone all these people, all this luggage, all this equipment. No, I don't understand. But somehow God makes a way. <laughs> so well. I made it. For those of you who are new to Around the Way Curls and don't have any idea of what was happening before, um, welcome. And you got to talk Antoinette. into your computer more. I can't hear you. Oh, Antoinette just came back from a trip to Bali and Australia. Yes. Yes, I did. For a month. She was gone for a month. A little. Who one week. That? It was three weeks. Three weeks. I keep saying a month, and I'm trying not to exaggerate anymore. It's one of my new things. <clears throat> oh, really? Trying to be more... I'm trying to be... Trying to be more truthful? Is that what you're saying? It is not about truth. I <laughs> exaggerate. Three weeks. I'm just trying to be more accurate, maybe. Um, it was wonderful. We're going to get into that. But how are you? How are you? How have you been? Because for those of I've you that good. don't know, who are just tuning in... Shanti is embarking on mm-hmm. opening up her own storefront. The Sable Collective is going to have a physical storefront where you can walk in and buy shit. She's in, if you don't check the IG, she's in there in hard hats. She's in there with like construction workers and shit and contractors. Like she's doing a whole thing. It's basically like watching that chant. What's that channel when they like, have like house hunters and shit like that on. It's like very cool to see this all coming together. And it's going to be in Philadelphia. It's going to be in downtown Center City and in the fashion district where the old gallery mall used to be, but they renamed it. True. And it's going to be banging. September 19th. And it's going to be banging. That's what I keep banging. telling myself. It's going to be banging. <laughs> I'm good. It's just been, you know, like you said, it's just like a lot of technical red tape things that have to be managed and you know staying on top of um we are hiring we hired some yes, folks yes. and I was so nervous well we have yet to hire them but you know we have yet for people to accept our offers or whatever and train but I was like every business people talk about how hiring is the hardest thing and you go through like millions of people until you find the one. When I tell you that, like, I had such a wonderful experience with Look the people at that applied to Sable. And I was, they were just like kind and so, so in alignment with the mission and the vision. And, you know, one person came in and they had on sable earrings that they bought uh. in the past <laughs> and i hadn't realized it i was like oh my god those earrings are so cute and i was like wait a minute did you get them from sable that's good strategy you know um, what? But, right i respect whoever that person was because i'm like <laughs> they did their research and they were like oh i know what to wear boop got this from sable hired <sighs> i'm sorry my daughter just walked up on me and it scared the living daylights out of me Hey, Jojo. Where's Jojo? Say hello, Jojo. Hello. <coughs> hello, everybody. Uh, <coughs> hi. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 
Oh, okay. So before I was interrupted, so sweetly interrupted. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's just been a constant, like things are coming together. Things are coming together. Praise it's, him. Praise it's Jeff. all really, 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 really big and scary and complicated. And then you start doing it and it gets less and less complicated and scary. And then it comes together. And now I just got to get to the finish line. And it's like not even the finish line. I have to get to the racing line. Like basically I feel like I've been training for Olympics and now I have to perform. September 19th is like, you know. Yes. You know, guarantees we ain't win yet. You got to fucking go. Yeah, you got to go now. So, uh, pray for everybody. Everybody light a candle. (laughs) We'll do. Candle lit. You ain't Um, light no candle internet. First of all, I did a lot more for you. Okay, we going to get into that. I was in water praying for you and crying. So, let's just... Just reel it in. In the Beyonce video? (laughs) I was in there like... Right. I was in there like... Heal me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you want to get into it? So everybody, um, a lot not everybody, but a lot of people requested a Bali recap. So that's what I'm going to give you. And Shanti's going to listen intently. She's going to ask questions. She's going to not go on Instagram and just scroll and ignore what I'm saying. She's going to like... You better speak it into existence. That's <laughs> she, right. She's I gonna... think that's how prayer works. You just... <laughs> You just She's name what going you want to and give so me it the is. energy that I need in order to just talk yes. about this for a solid fucking hour. Okay. Oh yes, and so it is. Ashe. <laughs> Ashe. <laughs> okay, so first things first. I really need to tell people about plane travel because a lot of folks were like, I want to go there, but and shout out to the people that wrote me and were like, yo. I just booked a trip to Bali based off your stories. That made me feel so good because it makes me feel like you need to be paid for that. <laughs> okay, you took it there. I was more so thinking about it makes me feel good that black folks are traveling <laughs> and they can like enjoying the world. And like a lot of people were like, this is my first solo trip. And blah. so that shout out to y'all for for taking that leap, honey. But this was my first solo trip. Um, the flight out there, the flights out there, there were three. Um, in order for me to get like a cheaper flight uh, was 33 hours of flying and being laid over places. I think it was a total of 20 some hours flying and then the layovers. And that was not the easiest thing, but Where it wasn't the hardest layovers? thing either, in all honesty. I I flew from New York to LA, LA to Sydney, and then Sydney to Bali. And for those who don't know, Bali is in Indonesia above Australia. Um, And that was very interesting. So some tidbits for that. uh, The way you pack is super important for how you're going to be able to function on this flight. So in whatever your carry-on is going to be, like you need to have a portable charger, you need to have the, you know, your charging cord, you need to have some books, you need to have two printed itineraries with that has all of your hotel information, all of the information, like everything that you could possibly need needs to be on that itinerary because I can't tell you how many times customs asked me 
about specific parts of my trip. And had I not had that readily available to just be like, here you go, it would have been confusing. Because I, I really don't know how to pronounce all of the street names and places that I was staying in Bali. So it was just much easier for me to have that. And you have two, just in case you spill, you know, some kombucha on one. <laughs> but um, credit cards, definitely make sure you have a credit card with you that hopefully doesn't have foreign transaction fees. The one that I use is really great and um, they're they're pretty, I think they're not really strict on um, credit is um, like credit scores is a capital one, um, just a regular schmegular capital one um, money back card where so every time you spend any money you get like of one cent on the dollar, and then that ac- accumulates. Or not, it's more than one cent, but it's like 2% or 3% or something like that. But there's no foreign transaction fees, and most of these places now are accepting credit cards. I use my credit card a lot in Bali. You <coughs> um, did? You didn't You didn't um, change exchange money? Yeah, I exchanged money, but I used the card mostly because I wanted the points. If I was going to use, if I was going to pay... I was like, well, I'd rather get cash back, right? That's just how I think. I'm like, I'd rather, I fuck this cash. I'm trying to get the benefits from using the card that I have. Um, You also, for me, like you, I had two international adapters. I had one in my checked baggage and one with me because when you get, a lot of people were salty because when they got off, when we got off in Australia, and they're looking for a place to charge their phone, honey. That it doesn't take U.S. charging ports. Like that's an Australian yeah. charging port. You should you gotta have. And they're like, oh, it's in my, it's in my pack. You know, my check bag. So you gotta do that, and just have anything that you might need. Like I had a fanny pack on because you know how many times you gotta take your passport out, take this out, take that. Just easier to have that on your person. Than to be rummaging in and out of your bags trying to find it. It's like, nah. So Fanny Pack had the um my visa, my what? I my visa for Australia, my passport, Blistex, like all the essentials is what I had in there. Blistex. I'm yeah. serious because you you're you get so dehydrated on planes. I was drinking like a fish and I was so dehydrated, Shanti. Like whatever that um, what is it when you're up in the air? I hate myself. I love myself hey. actually. Um, hey, what hey, is hey, it? Hey. <clears throat> what is that called? Elevate. It's, it's elevation, right? Yeah. That can really dehydrate you. I was I was really struggling. Like, damn, my lips chapped as fuck. Uh so right now. <laughs> no, then you monster. Um, but another thing that <laughs> I tried to do was when I got on the because it was. The the time difference is basically they're a day ahead. So it's Friday there and it's Thursday here. It's like that type of vibe. So when you land, you can be really discombobulated. As soon as I got on the flight, I looked at my world clock on my phone and I was going by Balinese time. 
period. It's like I it's not eight o'clock right now. It is eight AM. I'm going to stay awake on the and I was like walking around the flight. I was doing everything I could possibly imagine to start that transition right away. And then if my body really needed to sleep, I'd take a nap, but I'd set an alarm to get back up. And then I'd take melatonin on the flight to go to sleep at night. So I was doing I was already trying to transition and it really did help me once I landed. Um, but for those people who are scared of the flight, I mean, I flew Delta. It was great. Um, I have a bunch of points with Delta from flying from work. So I was able on the longest flight to be in economy, excuse me, to be in like business class where you have a little bit more extra room. But on my South Africa trip, I was on regular schmegular economy and it was fine. You automatically get more leg room just because it's a long flight, you know, so... The flight is what it is. It ain't much you could do. But I will say (laughs) something that I learned the hard way is that you have to really make sure that your bags are going to your final destination. How do you do that? I'm going to tell you. So when you have all, when you get your bag tickets, make sure, take pictures of them first because you'll probably lose them with all the damn paperwork they're giving you. And... I was going by the Delta app where Delta actually tracks your bags and will tell you, like, your bags have just been uploaded on the flight. <clears throat> but when I got to Australia, that that app doesn't work because Delta's partner there is Vir, um, Virgin Australia. So they're not on that app. So I was being told that my bags but on the Delta app were at baggage claim yada, yada, yada in Australia. And I was like, fuck. So I have to go to the baggage claims. But in order to go to baggage claims, you have to go through customs. It's a long, drawn-out story Mm -hmm. that I don't need to tell. But you can't go through customs without a visa. Luckily, I had an Australian visa because I was going to go do work in Australia. Um, Long story short, my bags were not at the baggage claim. They were at the baggage claim and were already picked up by the airline folks and put on the correct flight. Thank the heavens, but not everybody's were. And and the reason being is because they didn't fly Delta or one airline all the way through. So sometimes there are airlines that don't do it that way, where like if you go to a foreign country, you might have to go get your bags, recheck them, like do the whole the, process with, again. With the company that you're <clears throat> flying with. So if you go, if yeah. you're flying Delta there, but yeah. then you're doing like, I don't know, Bali Airlines and you have to make the switch. Right. Sometimes that happens. So, and there were a couple people who didn't realize that, just thought their bags would get where they were. And then when we got to Bali, we're like upset. Fuck. Yeah, not ideal. So my thing is that every time you get off a plane, have your bag tickets and go, if you have time, go to the people. You know, when you get off the flight and there's the folks, like the desk agents, go right to them and say, Hi. I just want to verify that my, you know, bags are make going on my connecting flight and I don't have to do anything. They'll be like, oh, sure, we can check for you. And then they'll give you all the information that you need. So, child, thank God I had my bags because I was stressed. I think that that's <coughs> really important to have the itinerary printed out. Oh, it is. I think it's just great because traveling is so anxiety-inducing, especially when you're... By yourself, mm-hmm. so to kind of like, 
Like even when I'm going to California, I'm like checking twice mm-hmm. at my itinerary, and it's always near my on my phone, and then I gotta go look at my phone, and it's just like so. And what if you so lose your phone? What if your oh. phone is dead? You know, how many people they couldn't charge dead, your phone. Drink. Yeah. So like having that, and having the portable person. charger charge, it's like to have all the backups. It's it yes, internet. What you going on a blog to see? What's the safest, best, efficient way to travel? Oh, (laughs) you're so great. No, but really, because it might feel cumbersome in the moment, but I felt so at ease because this is my first time traveling alone. Well, not traveling alone. I travel alone all the time in the U.S., but traveling alone this far, like this distance. It was my first time going this far anywhere. So, um, and also share your location with people that you fuck with back in the U.S. If you have an iPhone, if you have an Android, I'm sure there's an app to do it, but I don't know nothing about that. But my mother, my godmom, and my sister, they all have my location and they were all, they were at ease. Like my mom tripped out once cause my location wasn't working. And apparently she was like having a heart attack over here and my sister had to deal with it. But <clears throat> that helped me a lot because if you have anxiety prone parents, then just share your location with them so they can just see where you are. Cause that was too much. But anyway, I land and Bali, I'm expecting it to be like this sweltering heat that I read about. Nope. It was a dry 75, 80 degrees the whole time. <laughs> it was Whoa. amazing. And it wasn't like sun not beaming down on you. None of that. It was just like, oh, no, this is um, the people were saying, no, this isn't dry. This is dry season. This is this. This is that. There's almost no humidity right now because of the first week of August. Like This is the perfect time to be here. Landed. It was super easy. People talk about the airport when you get there. Like all these people are asking you for cabs and this and that. It's like this feels like New York. I don't. It didn't feel different to me. If you're from a small town, it might be overwhelming. But yeah, there's gonna be a bunch of people saying, "Where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you go?" And they just want to make a buck and give you a ride. Like it's not deep. But I had already made plans with the the gentleman whose Airbnb I stayed in. Um, it's called Gria Bunga, 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 what? Bunga, see? <laughs> Gria Bunga, Ubud, Bali. It's on Airbnb. Jalen, see, I can't say these words, y'all. I ain't. If you want my Airbnb information, I'll be happy to send it to you. Just send me a DM. Um, it was amazing. He picked me up. He charged me $20 U.S., to pick me up from the airport. The airport's two hours away from where I was staying, so that was like pennies. And he had to drive there and go back. Him and his wife picked me up. They were super nice. Um, I fell asleep in the car. Like So that area like in the airport, Shanti, is that's what the, the Australians consider it Cancun, like our version of Cancun. Like you can hear the music like... Boom, da, boom, da, boom, da, boom. It's like the party scene, and I ain't want nothing to do with that. I was like, I'm good. I'm here for, like, relaxation and spirituality and rejuvenation. I'm not here to be fucked up. No, I I was thinking to myself, Shanti would be over here. What? (laughs) No, because I was thinking about you and your Korean friends that one when you was hanging out with them. And I was like, she would be like, I want to see how they party. (laughs) She'd be on a dance floor tripping. 
But if you're looking for that, you guys should go there. I didn't go there, so you'll have to listen to a different different podcaster for that. But I get to Ubud and my Airbnb is off the beaten path a little bit. So there's a main road and then there's all these little small roads in Bali where only motorbikes can can travel. It's not big enough for cars. And most of the people there get around on these like moped motorbikes. Um, so I'm ready to get my luggage and start carrying it down. And they were like, no, 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 we'll take you first. I had all the anxiety. I was like, oh, you want me to leave my luggage here? They were like, yeah, it's fine. We're going to bring it. I was like, okay, Antoinette, you just, you're going to have to let this be. You got to trust them. (laughs) You got to let go. Stop being a Philly bird. They said they're going to bring it. I still didn't love it. I didn't like that, but they brought it. But it was hilarious because they had it on top. They had my big ass luggage on this moped, like on top of their heads. Like it was nothing. Ugh. On a moped, Shanti. I, I can't. I was amazed by how these people. I said, I got to get step my game up. Anytime we sitting there like, oh, I don't think it's going to fit in the car. These people are on literally motorcycles getting shit done, like moving couches. Yes. Yes. So moving couches. I'm serious. Literally. So um, that was interesting. That was my first little lesson of trust there. And then I was exhausted from the flight. I landed around six. And I also, when you do, I, I when I would advise when you when you do get your airport pickup, have that person bring you to a money exchange. They call it money change there. Have that person because they know the ones that are not corrupt and because uh, they want you to have a good experience. So okay. there are some that there are some that they say like, yeah, they'll jip you or they'll take a little more of your money. The one that I went to, <clears throat> I exchanged because I'm paranoid. I exchanged two thousand dollars because I was like, I put it in every I put some in this bag, some in that bag, some here, some there. And all my bags had locks on them. Like I was just paranoid. Like, girl, you Wait, don't want to exchange two thousand dollars because I was I'm paranoid. Yes. I did the same thing in Cuba, Shanti, and they they charge a hefty fee. I lost like three, like three four hundred dollars in that exchange. But I didn't listen. The last time I went to Cuba was during Irma, and we were stuck there for three extra days, and I was the only person that had extra cash because I did that, and I was able to like buy stuff and buy food for all of us because I had emergency money. So I always do that. Not everybody wants to do that, and I completely get that. But I do. <laughs> so in me saying that, I exchanged $2,000, but I think they only took like $50 for them at the place that he took me. So they don't, they don't charge a hefty rate to change the money over. Um, so I didn't, I didn't feel a way about that. But each country is different. Each place is different on that. And then I, you know, I grabbed some food and I fucking slept. I will say, go. They have like a Uber Eats and Uber. It's called Gojek. Don't use Gojek in in Ubud. I thought that I was gonna be using that all the time. They there's signs everywhere saying that if you love Ubud, you will not use Gojek because they want you to support the locals. Um, so I didn't use that. I did use that the first day that I got there because I didn't have any food and I didn't see those signs yet. But I did say that on a different podcast about Gojek, and I'm completely walking that back. Don't use that. You don't need it. 
there's cabs everywhere. Um, and every everywhere you walk, someone would be saying, you need a cab, cab, taxi, taxi. So you, you're fine. But the second... And everybody spoke English? Yeah, everybody spoke well. English and well. And they're all, they all say, like, forgive me my English. It's like, your English is better than mine. Popping. <laughs> like, you're good. You're tripping. Um, yeah, they, they are... The tourism... Um, has taken off so much that they've done, you can tell that people have taken classes too in order to, like they'll have their regular job and then they'll have a side hustle of, you know, doing a tour for someone or driving a cab at night or, you know, that they just, they cater towards people coming there and enjoying. And they, and I, every person, every time I got into a taxi or got into a motor got on a motorbike or had any kind of service I would ask them you know how do you feel about all of this tourism how do you feel about it like is it changing the country and they were saying it is changing the country but for better and I was shocked by yeah. that they were saying you know economically it's really great the only thing that they don't like is that some of their um green greenery and trees have been you know, cut down in order to put up, you know, new homes and things like that because they're, the government apparently has limited uh, how many hotels can go up. And it's also a lot of it are local people who are getting money and they're investing in property and then renting that property out because where they live, they live with their families. They don't leave their family. So it's like mom, brother, sister, uncle, wife, kids, and they all have like a whole like a whole setup and they have their temples. Each home has the an each home has its own temple. I'm gonna get into that. But they they have a way of being where like they don't just for the most part, if they're still practicing Hinduism in the in the Balinese culture, they don't leave their families. Um Yeah. So that was really dope. But they said they were really happy about it. Uh, so that made me feel better. But then the second day, I woke up um, and I'm still I'm still adjusting. But me doing that adjustment on the flight really did help. Um, and I will say in Bali, there's roosters everywhere. And they wake up at the ass crack of dawn. And you get up with them because <sighs> they are so loud. I... Couldn't get over these roosters. They and they were roosters. It was like a rooster compound across from my thing. Oh my god! But it was everywhere. It was. It's just no getting around it. So people get up very early there, and they they get to work right away. Um, so I was up early, but then I heard about like the mass shootings here in Ohio and El Paso, and I honestly felt so conflicted about being there and the. And, and indulging. I really did. I was like, I'm about oh, to girl. be here. No, like, that's a real thing. Like, people are fucking dying. Shit is in turmoil back at home. And I'm about to be the girl posting, like, look at me getting a massage. Ew. Like, that is tone deaf. No? You don't feel... No? I mean... No, I mean, I I think... I don't know. I think um I think there's so much I, I guess because it 
got so much national attention, yeah, I guess, you know, that that could easily trigger you to feel like, you know. It's not even national attention. What I learned is it's international attention. Like well, I just feel oh, exactly. I just feel like there's, there's so it's like there's so much going on. There's so much bad. Like it wasn't good before that thing happened. Right. It's just like duality. There's there's always shit going on, you know, and there's always this this. It's just crazy how the those. Um, Dualities can exist where it's like complete horrible poverty and destruction and murder and mayhem. And then like on the other side of the world where you are, the birds are are singing and there's abundance and there's peace. And like, what do you do with that? (coughs) Do you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't, I don't know if depriving oneself is a way to solve or even acknowledge. I don't know, girl. I yeah, know. I mean, me neither. I get it. I get it. I get right. it. Right. So it was like that inner, like, ooh, kind of turmoil of I don't really. I don't know. I just didn't know yeah, how I to feel it. and how to be that that first day. In all honesty, so I decided my place. If people didn't see my stories, it had like the most amazing outdoor bathroom, and I. Just went out there and was like in the tub, chilling, listening to the roosters. The sun was yes. on my skin. I was like, this is really... So what time did you wake up? Was it like five, Yeah, six? it was like five, six every day wow. almost. I, I, <laughs> I was Every up. day you were waking up at that time? Because mm-hmm, I was also still, still adjusting. But those roosters, they get your ass up. And then I, I'm crazy. I'm the type where I, when I'm on vacation, I have like a lot I want to do. And I had told myself that I wasn't going to drink. I didn't have one drink out there. It was just like, you're going to go and experience Bali. And the sun, I had researched like the when the sun, the sun went, it was going to go down every day around 637. So I wanted to be outside in the sun as much as possible. I didn't want to wait, you know, and then like the day is gone. So the first day, you know, I just kind of took in the space that I was living in, unpacked, quickly realized that there was no iron or anything, any way to iron all of these dresses that I brought, which was interesting. So I figured out, it it took me a second. So did did you buy all of those dresses for the trip? Like Uh, you were ready to... To, I bought to, I bought two three of them f- specifically for the trip because I was like I need sundresses and then I was, and I thought if I'm gonna get sundresses I'm gonna get pretty ones and yeah, I got them from so uh, people pretty. were at yeah they're from Free People and I love Free People and they're not cheap but they have they do have sales sometimes and surprisingly sometimes their sales <laughs> uh, they have sales in the XL and I'm like give it to me so. Give it to me. And they construct their dresses in a way where you can really adjust for your bust. Oh, did you hear that? Adjust for your bust. You got bars. (laughs) But you could pull, you know, so I had the girls up and things of that nature. But then I like, I just went and I explored Ubud. I was getting like these delicious fruit bowls with yogurt and 
it was just so nice. And at the, 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 the level of care and consideration that goes into everything that they do. So they have, you'll walk the streets and because they're Hindu, they, they, they give offerings and in their culture, they give offerings every day. So every day they sit and they take um, coconut leaves and they cut these coconut leaves up and they twist them and braid them and construct them into these like bowls. This is every day they do this. And then they insert different flowers and some food that all stand for different things. And they put the offering out in front of their business, in front of their home, in their car, and on their temple. And anywhere else that they feel like they need blessings. But those are the everyday ones that they have to do in order for the gods to watch over them. And it's just an offering to the gods, to the universe. It's a way to remind them to be grateful it's a way to, I think, really center them. And so you Mm -hmm. walk the streets and all over the streets in front of every business and it's business after business after business after business. And it's just lined with these beautiful offerings. And so it's almost impossible to walk (laughs) down the street and not feel grateful, you know, Mm -hmm. and not have that have some kind of effect over you. And how and make you reflect. And I, just, I spent the first day just kind of reflecting about how much I take for granted. How we walk down, or I, I'll speak for myself. I walk down, I take the subway for granted, even though it gets on my fucking nerves. I take my home for granted at times. I take my job for granted, even though, again, it, there's problems there. But I take it for granted. I don't think, I'm not thankful for the goodness of those things every day. You know, are you listening or are you on Instagram? I am listening, yeah. Oh, because I had said you know and you had not said nothing. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, <coughs> sorry, y'all. So, that was really something to take in. And then the um, I realized just in all the service, even if somebody brought you a glass of water, Shanti, like you, you have you, you're you are a server. It's very different to go and put the water on the table and just walk away and not say anything, not make eye contact, and then like just be too busy and run amok and like go to your other tables. It's a different thing when somebody's bringing out the water on a specific, like what is that? Something very a beautiful basket that's decorated that they decorated with a glass that has a flower in it, with a water bottle that has a towel around it for the condensation. Like, yes. the level of service that they provide. And some of it's like, I, in my head, it's like, this is so over the top. Are they just doing this because of our, like, tourists and shit? And some of it is, yes. But some of it is because that they care about each other. And you see it when you leave, even when I left central Ubud and I went more um, into like the heart of Ubud where the local folks live, you see the older woman walking the streets and her job is to go get those coconut leaves so that everybody can make their offerings in the morning. And it looks like she does that every day. It looks like she's taking the same path every day. She has the coconut leaves on top of her head. She puts a she wraps a a shirt 
she like rolls up a shirt, puts it on her head for balance, and then puts the coconut leaves on top of that. Her skin is brown because she's been walking this walk for what, the last 10 years, doing it every day, so that everybody in her village has what they need for their offerings. You know, and then there's a there's a man and he's sitting there and he's carving the stones. And he's carving the stones so that they have what they need for the temple so they can design their temples. You just see it. You know, you just see it in the everyday life of like everything that everyone is doing is for a reason and is for the community. And it's so that this world can go round. And I don't see that. I choose almost not to see that here. And I have to actively choose to Mm. see it here. Like, this bus driver is driving the same route that they drive every day so that this world can go round. You see what I'm saying? Like yes. this, it, So I think it's easier to see it when you see people interacting with nature. And you're like, it, it just feels more natural. It feels more almost purposeful for me. But then that has to translate into the other stuff, too. And if I don't see that in the person, then do we really need it? So I, I'm asking myself these questions while I'm I'm walking around like, damn, I need to be a minimalist. Like the, <laughs> half the shit we don't really fucking need. It's just mm. nice. So that was really my second day. You know, I then went to, to Ubu Market, bought a whole bunch of gifts. I traveled with an empty suitcase because I was like, I know that I'm going to bring gifts home. Um, so, oh, I have a gift for you. I got I to bring home. Um, I had a gift for you and the girls, but yeah, I went to Ubu Market and bought gifts. I honestly, Ubu Market, Art Market, I'm sure that's like the first thing that people tell you to go to. It's very nice. You have to barter with them and it's the easiest thing to do. Like they will be like, it's 200,000 rupio, which is really $14. Literally, that's how much it is, $14. And then you can say, oh, no, 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 120 rupio. And they're like, oh, come on, miss. Oh, so come you, on. Okay, okay. Oh, I was so good at it. I was so good at it. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. No, he just told me this over there. And I'd start walking away. Okay, okay, okay. Like, I was getting them. Because <laughs> they, they don't cost that much. And then they keep telling you that things are silk. They're not silk, y'all. Don't let these people tell you that they're they giving... They what? Silk? That, yeah, that these robes and stuff are silk. I was like, miss, this is not silk. Stop. <laughs> you know this is not silk. Because if it was silk, it'd be in the high-end shops. Because they do have high-end shops in Ubud. Um, and I got like some organic cotton thing. I don't even know if I like it now, but I'd like to, I really liked it there. I got I to put that back organic on. Organic cotton. It's like an outfit. organic co- cotton, like Afghan robe that like oh. you can wear. It's not like a robe to wear in the house. It's like a out, I'll show it to you. I don't know how to wear it. You probably, maybe Sable can style me some, but it's cute. Um, and I rode on the motorbikes, which was scary as fuck at first. Um, I do recommend wearing the helmet. So wait, when you rode on the motorbike, that was like the mode of transportation. That is a taxi. Rather than the taxi? Uh, that is a oh, taxi. like the little tuk-tuks, like it has a little carriage in the back? No, there's no. You just, you get on it and you hold the person. Oh. Yeah. 
Most tourists, I, I'm crazy. Most tourists that I saw, they weren't holding the person. They were holding on to the back of the bike because there's like a handrail there. And I was holding on. When I tell you, it looked like every person whose motorbike I was on, I my hand was digging in their chest and in their stomach. <laughs> like I had known them for 15 years and I don't care. Titties on their back. I don't care. I was scared. <clears throat> but that's... a. The motorbike, if you can go via motorbike, you'll get everywhere so much faster because there is traffic in central Ubud. And the a car can sit there during like prime time, like five, six o'clock because the streets were not constructed for all of this tourism. You could sit there for two hours, they were telling me. So I was like, oh, nah. But most places you can also just walk if you're in close enough proximity to, to where, like if... If your hotel is in close enough proximity to Central Ubu, you could just walk. It's super easy, super safe. <clears throat> and I was walking around there in these sundresses, dressed up, sometimes titties out, and not one person cat called me. Not one man said anything about the way I look. It would just be like, hello, good morning, very beautiful, and that would be it. So, they, um, Were there a lot of safe. other black folks? Were they like... Yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw this one tour. I, they were cracking me up because I saw them coming a mile away, baby. They were dressed to the friggin' nines. Like, they were going to have their Instagram moments. And I was like, oh, that's a tour. And I saw the hair and all the braids. And I was just like, oh, I love my people so much. They looked amazing. And we caught eyes and we, you know, gave each other the obligatory head nod and like, hey, sis. Um, but there weren't that many, like, by themselves. Uh, but there were definitely tours. A lot of and were were the people. locals like? Oh no! I they, guess they didn't make no. You know, I know some black people go to Asia or like and China, people are like staring at them. Like yo, Beyonce. No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't witness any of that, and I didn't experience any of that. At the most, people kept saying that they like my hair. They're like your hair is so pretty. You got it done here. And I was like, no, no, no. And they're like, oh, so nice. Very, very nice. Very nice. And they would like put their hands up and be like, ooh. Because I wore my hair up for the most part. And that was what I was saying. If you wear your hair up and you got braids, just consider you can't put a helmet on on these damn mopeds. No. Trying to be cute. Trying to be cute. Ready to die. But that was my second day. It was cool. Um, Oh, my God. I didn't tell you this. You know I got a UTI? child so (laughs) this is a lot but on the plane I don't fly well and on I I, let me not say that sometimes when I fly when I land I have problems with my bladder where it feels like I have to go to the bathroom for like days where I'm constantly walking around feeling like I have to go to the bathroom and I really think it has something to do with the pressure but when I landed, I was feeling that. And I hmm. kept thinking... This happens my- on all flights or just long-ass flights? I mean, that was the mostly long... Any flight that's like over three hours, I start to feel that way. And usually it'll subside, but it wasn't. And I was thinking to myself... I know. I was trying to figure out what that is or what that could possibly be. And people are like, are you holding your bladder? And I was like, no. Like, I go pee. It's just weird. I don't know what that is, but I need to look into it. Maybe I am holding my urine and I don't realize. 
But child, I got a UTI, or I was suspicious of one, and I thought to myself, I'm not going to be here with that, because that'll ruin my whole trip, and I'll be stuck in my, you know, stuck in my Airbnb. So I was nervous, and I went to a clinic, and um, they have like a- Where did you find a clinic? Bitch, Google Maps works out there, and so does Google if you got T-Mobile. So I was just Googling like, um, you know- a clinic, Ubud Health Clinic, went. That clinic, Shanti, was full of Australians, full of all these people. And it didn't dawn on me to to consider why. They were getting d- dental appointments. They were getting all kinds right. of appointments. Yes. Girl, I could punch myself. I, I thought, why didn't you get more stuff done there? They were there because it's so much cheaper to get it done there, to get care because of our fucked up health systems. So I could have gotten my yellow fever. My yellow fever shot would have been $20 there. It is 300 and some in the U.S. I'm sick over it. Ah. That's so, what so many people do. I know. And I didn't do that. So now that y'all hear this, when you travel, I'm telling you, get your little shots. Get your little things that you need that's costing too much money here. Go get a, go, go see a dentist. Because nine times out of ten, it's going to cost, especially in Bali, everything is so dirt cheap in Bali. I didn't even cover that yet. Everything is cheap. I would have like three meals because I want to taste test stuff and my bill would be $20. Now, if you have one meal like a rational person, then <laughs> it would be like $6. It's so, everything is so cheap. It average, I told you a cab ride that the dude basically drove four hours for it was $20. This is what I, I got a massage every day, a foot massage every day, an hour long foot massage, $8, Shanti. Eight. What? With what? tea, with lavender, with every day I got reflexology. I was like, Bleh. yep. And there's places all over. There's a spot. On and you, every were, you were paying with cash. You were paying with cash, though. I was paying with, credit. yeah, I was paying with cash. I would pay with card at the restaurants because they all had card readers. <coughs> it It was just unreal. But, when you guys travel, make sure you go to these health clinics and get your shit done for any, especially folks that don't have health insurance. Just here. don't try to go get your ass done. No, don't. I didn't say nothing about that. But I well, got you know that's what a lot of people do. They go to yeah. the Dominican Republic, yeah, and they go to Brazil, and yeah. they go and um, get to each his own. Do your do your thing. Um, I need. To, I, I'm talking a lot. I'm, just, I'm gonna speed this up. So I got treatment. It was great. And then I took myself to a spa and I had an intuitive heart massage with what Reiki. What did you say? <laughs> I went to a Carsa spa, K-A-R-S-A spa. Um, and I got an intuitive heart massage with Reiki. And it was very nice. It was very good. That's all you're going to say about that? It, it was, was very nice. Be, I don't know how to what describe it. What the fuck it. is an intuitive heart massage? So it's supposed to be a massage where it opens, it focuses a lot on your heart chakra and it opens okay. up your heart. And there's so like the rake, that's hippie mo- white ladies or No, these were Balinese hippie, women. These were Balinese, Balinese. Nice. But they basically, the reiki is centered around your heart and your heart chakra and it has to do with healing and opening. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. I mean, 
I've had Reiki before and it usually was on my whole body. This felt a little different. This felt very calming and it and I was I feel like my heart was already wide the fuck open just from just from being there that day. Um but if I if I did have any reservations, I didn't after that. I felt amazing after after that massage and that massage was an hour. And then the Reiki was on top of that for like a 30, 30 minutes, I believe. And wow. I think that cost me $25. And that was like their premier package. How, how much were the tickets to Bali? Just the to give people some flight? relativity. Yeah. <clears throat> well, for the raggedy flight I did for that 33-hour one, and the way back wasn't as bad, um, but I flew back from Australia it was 14 something but i bought insurance <laughs> so that was without insurance so it was 16 something okay um but from what i understand you might have i been also going at like prime time too i was going which, at prime time and then i yeah. also bought the tickets two only 2 months in advance cuz i had i just decided to do it i once i realized that i could that work would approve it i booked it Whereas if you're planning this further out, I, from what I, my understanding is, the tickets will be much cheaper. It's more like, I've heard people even get tickets for like 800 900 But once you, it's really a situation where once you get out there, it's, you're not spending, for, for, for two weeks I spent under $500. Now, if you're not going to do that, that's without all of the extra shit that I did, like the um, the like very fancy massages. If you're just going to do like the day to day, like Balinese lifestyle, you could easily eat, get massages, get around with cabs and stuff for two weeks with eight hundred dollars in your pocket and come home with probably money left over. Because I bought so many. I spent so much money on gifts. I really did. I told myself I wasn't, but I did. Um, So that's just a heads up. Then, you know, I went home. I was on cert. I bought an iron. The shit didn't work. So I just, it dawned on me, like, girl, take a pot, boil some water, and put your garments under the pot and run that around like like an iron in the steamer. And that was how I did it. I was really proud of myself. I felt very resourceful. And the third day, I'm going to speed through these. I did a tour, which was amazing. Um, I booked this tour on Airbnb Experiences. I really recommend that because the money, I was really happy with, at least in Bali, it's it's just regular folks putting, saying, I can take you around and tell you about my, my city. You don't need to pay no damn tour company and it's going directly into their pockets like they're creating and and it's so great because one person will pick you up and then they get some of the money and then the tour guide is usually your cousin or some shit it's just nice I did a great tour um we went to the gateway of heaven which was the temple Lempu Young and that is I gotta put it on blast it's very beautiful I will say that. That's the one where it, ha- it looks like that reflection that I posted. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's fake. <laughs> I need oh. everybody to know that that's a beautiful picture. But when they take the picture of you, they put a mirror under the lens. 
to capture that reflection. There's no water there. That listen, there are that is genius shout out to them. It's yes. Genius. And I'm telling you, everybody was like, who's taking these pictures of you? I was like, they take these pictures. They they need to be social media mark like marketing folks. They when I tell you anytime somebody said anytime I walked anywhere, do you need a picture? And they don't even want any money. And I would be offering money. They don't like, want no. any money. No, I would offer money and they would be like, no, no, no. We'll just take the picture for you. Just post it. Post it and tell your friends to come. They want people to come. They want tourism because they're like, our whole lives are changing as a result of this shit. And they like sharing. They also really like sharing their culture with people. Like they love, you ask a Balinese person about some shit, they about to tell you, they about to talk to you for two hours <laughs> about this God and that God and this person. And they get so excited. And so they, when I tell you they take like 200 pictures of the same shot from different angles, they get in boomerangs, they get in slow motion. I was cracking Child. up. I was like, I don't even <laughs> do this. <laughs> I was rolling. I would get my phone back and look through, like, now I got to look through all these fucking photos. Are you <laughs> kidding? It was so much to go through. <clears throat> like, invested. So this guy specifically, anybody that wants my itinerary, I'd be happy to send it to you. Like, we went to that temple. We went to a water palace. And then we ate this delicious food that sat on top of this hillside that overlooked these rice um, patties and this whole jungle fort. It was, ugh, it was gorgeous. Then we went to, I don't remember the name of the waterfall because I couldn't pronounce it. But it was like this waterfall in this cave. It was gorgeous. It was a hike to get down to that damn cave, though. And like some steep ass steps, but it was gorgeous. And that tour guy, he was not playing with me because I was like, no, I don't need a picture. I'll just take a picture of the waterfall. And he was like, no, go Bitch. walk. Because I was in a dress and I was like, I don't even have a bathing suit on. Like I played myself. And he was like, get your dress wet. It's going to look great in the shot. <laughs> He was so funny. And on the way up, he was singing Celine Dion because there were two other girls on my tour and they were Canadian. Oh, my goodness. And we were like, I was like, oh, let's listen to some Canadians. And they put on Celine Dion. Then he put on Drake. And it was like, nigga this, nigga that. It was like uncut Drake. I had never heard this Drake. And then there was like Balinese Drake, like Balinese rappers rapping Drake songs, like on Drake's beats. But all of a sudden, like, you'd be waiting for Drake, but it was, like, some Balinese person instead. It, <laughs> he had all these uncut, kind of weird DJ mixes that were hilarious and problematic and wonderful. And I was obsessed. I <laughs> His name was Adi. He was so funny. He was so funny. Um and then we went to like uh, I keep saying like I must have said it two hundred times on this podcast. It's okay. And then we went to the coffee kind of plantation and rice patties where they have a swing. It's all very Instagram friendly, but the, that was really interesting because they they took you around and they showed you how turmeric was grown. They showed you how cinnamon was grown. Like turmeric just looks like a pretty flower. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they let you taste test all of the coffees and the teas. I didn't taste, I don't like coffee, so I didn't do that. But all the tea, oh my God, I bought so much tea. (laughs) 
And the way they do their tea, which I love, is they just they just grind it all up into a powder. They have special machine where they don't steep. They literally grind it up. And you just put the powder in your so you're drinking the actual leaf as right. well. Um so it was it was fire. Um I got mangosteen, which is good for anti cancer. And apparently it's super expensive in the U.S. When I told my mom that she was super hyped, so I went back and got her a bunch. Like rosella tea for blood circulation, lemongrass. And they kept saying, lemongrass for slim body, lemongrass for slim body. And like poking me. I was like, I'm good, bitch. Fuck (laughs) y'all. But it wasn't even on no like weird shit. It was just like, isn't that good? Because I want it too. Because they ain't, they, not everybody, there's like, there's some chunky Balinese women. So they're like, yo, this is great for us. Uh, the next day, I had like noodles for breakfast. Noodles for breakfast should be a thing everywhere. It, yes. I, I agree. said, what? Noodles for breakfast? Bitch, that food was so good. Everything, I only had one meal that I didn't like. Everything was good. And when I was super over, Balinese food, they actually they do a a really good Italian. Those Balinese people, I couldn't believe it. I said this is delicious, and I wasn't eating like anywhere fancy, just regular schmegler old places. And there were these places that you found like no, I would that just you had walk. planned, or I would you just, just walk. Walking. I didn't oh, cool. research any any. There were no food spaces that I were just like I have to go. These this food was so good, Shanti, because it tastes like real food. The ice cream there, it tastes so different. I'm obsessed with ice cream. That ice cream was so delicious. It must be something about the damn cream. I don't know. Ugh, I can't get over that. But these noodles, they take these noodles and they, what is it? They like fry them, not fry them. I don't know how they do. They're in the pan fried. And then they have like all their spices and their vegetables and they put a sunny side up egg on top. And then with this Ooh. spicy pepper sauce, holy mother of God, scallions everywhere. Oh, egg. Oh, mm, I'm reliving it. it so what's, do they have like delicious. a dish, like a, you know, like Thai is that, the... That, I don't know how to pronounce. Oh, I don't know how, what it was called. I don't, was I don't remember. Was the seafood good? I can't. I, oh, you can't I, have seafood. Man, I stayed mine. away from the seafood. I I saw a bunch of people eating it, but I stayed away because I was like, I, I was thinking to myself, if that touched shrimp or lobster or something, I'm allergic to shellfish. Also, most times when I travel away, I'm if I don't feel confident in how well I can communicate how serious the allergy is, then I just I just don't do it. But I, there wasn't like a need for meat every day either. Mm, there's no need for meat every day here either. No, no, no. And we'll talk about that no. at none point. Um, <laughs> but I did that. And that was when I went to, <clears throat> that was when I had a photographer. And this was really cool. Another Airbnb experience thing. I signed up for a class on how to make the traditional Balinese offerings out of those coconut leaves. And the woman who teaches that class, her husband is a photographer. So they just offer these Airbnb experiences. So she, I was in touch with him and he is the person who took these gorgeous pictures of me 
um, at this other gorgeous. They, Shanti, first of all, he took maybe three hundred pictures. I only posted two, and they're all they're all so beautiful. They're so these are some of the prettiest pictures I've ever had taken of me. It just felt so good to see myself in that way, and to really see myself. It, he's amazing. He's so kind. He's on what's his Instagram child? Let me shout him out. I really highly recommend. Um, if you do go to to do their tours, because they're just fabulous. Him and his wife, um, her her experience was beautiful too. His his Instagram is at m a o n as a Nancy K underscore. S as in Sam, T, T as in Tom, I, F, L, E, R. Manko Stifler. But he and his, I, it cost me $40 to get these pictures. <laughs> 40 That's it? $40. Yeah. 40 bucks. That's how much he charged. And he's with you for two hours and you can determine where you want to go. He just has, um, he, he makes suggestions. He's a young guy? He's young. He has a little son. The little boy that I was posting is his son and his wife. It, it, it was beautiful. I, it was a really great experience. Um, and then he gave me... Then then I decided, I said, I told him that I was going to go, that I had the tour with his wife. And he said, oh, okay. He said, you're going to go to the t- to the temple after you make the offerings? He's like, cause you need to offer them. And I said, yes, I wanted to. And so he said, okay, well, I'll take you if you want. And if you want more pictures, you know, we can do that. And so I paid, I gave him another $40 and, was, and thought to myself, great. Now I don't have to figure out how to get to the, the, the healing holy water temple. You know, now he'll just take me after that. It just all worked out. Um, so I got to take the class and do that. But, you know, I took these pictures. I got... That was day four. I took the pictures, had a great time. I got another massage. Oh, I went to the monkey forest. You know, once you've seen one monkey, you've seen them all. And they was are wild, like, too. They're just devious little creatures. They, like, you're always like, yo, they're about to get me. It's like walking in North Philly. You're, like, <laughs> scared that you're going to get got. Yo. They, like, the monkey from you. There was wild. one monkey that I babies. It was it was interesting. They were and they're definitely wild. They're not caged up. Like you're in their home. And there's all these rules of don't look the monkey directly in the eyes and don't <laughs> it's like, like what the fuck are you talking? So I just kind of felt I was like, you know, I don't need to be here. I, I might have stayed, and that didn't cost a lot of money. It cost about ten dollars to get in there. I just said I do not need to be here. I stayed for a solid 20 minutes and people stay there for hours. And I just thought, yeah, I, something not right. Like there was this one monkey that was drinking water at this water fountain and dude wanted this shot so badly. He got up on this monkey. And when I tell you that monkey almost snatched his fancy ass camera out of his hand, I said, see, see. I don't know how I'm supposed to be here, but there was one monkey <laughs> that was just sitting down. He had the biggest balls in the world, yeah. and he was sitting. I might, I think I posted. I'm gonna send you this picture. He's sitting there, and he's just fucking up this fruit, 
and his balls out sitting down in the middle of the walkway just fucking this fruit up like you're in my house and I just thought to myself that is my mood forever that is how I want to be I just want to be butt naked sitting on the floor eating some fruit he was chilling so I didn't I mean people love Ubu monkey if you're obsessed with monkeys you should definitely go I don't even know what kind of monkey it is monkey is a very broad term but they're cool. They swinging around. They just run around. It's like hundreds of them. And don't look the motherfuckers in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Because the dude, I, I got to go. I got to go. Um, but I was super um, jet lagged. So I just, after all that, I went back and just lounged and went to sleep. Um, the next day I had an amazing spa day at Udea Spa. That was where I was in that flower bath. And that was about $100. And again, you don't have to do that. I just decided that I was going to have one day where I really splurged and got a, um, just had like a full spa day. And it was about a four hour experience (laughs) and it was massages, it was a foot massage, it was a back massage, and it was a facial, and then it was meditation, and then it was bath. And all of that was $100, which I thought was actually pretty good because it was pro- it was their premier, it's one of their premier hotels, like one of their very swanky hotels. And it was a beautiful experience. My lady was amazing. She was kind. She... <sighs> I just can't get over this level of care. Miss, is this pressure okay? Miss, da 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 and and it doesn't feel like servitude. It feels like we're 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 in it together almost. It feels like oh, we just we're taking care of each other. I don't know. I don't know how to describe. I I really genuinely don't know how to describe it because sometimes I can feel really uncomfortable. Like, have you ever had somebody doing your feet? And it felt like they didn't want to be there, but they were being so nice about it. And you felt badly about it. Like, this person's at my feet. and it's Well, not to be a Debbie Downer, but a lot of the... I know you say that. Here. A real, like a crazy percentage, like a starling percentage of... Um, what are they called? Nail technicians are actually slaves. <laughs> they're here and they don't want to be here and they're not being paid. But, you know, let's keep it positive. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, girl, every time they do my feet, they're not present to it and not into it. Yes. See, that wasn't what... Th- they're so present there. And I'm hoping that it's... I mean, when you ask, who knows if they're telling you the truth? I I, I really do ask. I'm like, how do they treat you here? Do they treat you nice? <gasps> Very nice. I love it here. It's so, so beautiful. I get to meet so many people. But, you know, it's just like that kind of energy. So... And she actually told me, she said, oh, and I get to help people. I get to make them feel good. And so I'm hoping that that's what the deal is. But that experience was a really beautiful one. I'm obsessed with baths. I think I've said that a billion times. So me being in that bathtub, I actually FaceTimed yeah. Jasmine and so Amanda. I'm so happy you could do that. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it smelled so good. It's, and that was the person. She took like 15,000 pictures. I was annoyed, actually. Like, lady, I got to go through all these pictures and delete all of them. That was too much. She was doing the most. She was putting like flowers in my hair. She <laughs> 
said, this is not for Instagram. I, and she was the one that said, you have to take a picture. Okay. Before you mess it up. Okay. And she brought in tea. I, I FaceTimed Jazz and Amanda when I was in there like, hey. <laughs> Just to be a bitch. I, was, I told Jazz, I said, the next time. She, said, she even said, she was like, the next time you tell me to go on a trip, I'm not even going to question you. I'm just going. Because she said, I'm She said I'm tired of looking this. She said, I'm about to block you because I'm annoyed. Because I was, I invited her and she was like, I don't know. Bali, that sounds like, so okay, you will see. She is such a Negro. Like, <laughs> she is so, she has access to travel the entire world. This nigga. <laughs> but she, her That's thing it. was the flight. And she was just like, then it sounds like it's going to be hot. I was like, mm-hmm. It is not hot. It is 75 degrees. It's hotter in Philadelphia, sweetie. How y'all doing? Y'all having fun? The sweltering heat? No. But that was amazing. And then I had, oh, I had this fried duck. Oh, that's my favorite. Girl, I thought about you. That's why I said it like that. Fried duck chow with the... You know, some kind of herb butter bread. I don't know. This mm. shit was banging. And then I went to the Ubu Palace. So Ubu Palace for people who are that is in central Ubud. And that's basically for people who are thinking about going to Bali, go to Ubu Palace and then everywhere like anything you need is around Ubu Palace. The health clinic is around Ubu Palace. If you didn't set up tours on Airbnb experience, you can do that at Ubu Palace. Like there's tour places all around there. There's shopping at Ubu Palace. There's restaurants at Ubu Palace, taxi drivers at Ubu Palace. And there's a lot of taxi drivers that are like, I can be your driver for the week. So just hit me, take my WhatsApp. So you can get every, there's a one-stop shop. It's like, that's where every, that's the hub. That's where everyone goes to find the tourists and give the tourists what they need and the tourists get what they need from the people. Water, all that thing. So when in doubt, if you're ever lost, get your ass to Ubu Palace and you will be all right. Um, But Ubu Palace, they have like a $7 show. I think it was $7, but it's um, at 7 o'clock every night. The palace is free to go in and like take pictures and look around like there's temples and things of that nature and there's also people playing traditional Balinese music and it's not just them playing music it's like a ritual as well but there's so many their religion is so there's so much depth to it that it's really hard to even for the local people to kind of explain what that specific song is or that specific uh, ritual is so they're just they'll just kind of glaze over and say oh that's Balinese or worship they don't really tell you specifically what's happening um but I saw uh like a theater theatrical show that was really cool and they pass out and they pass out English uh translation of what's happening and you could follow the storyline and the dance for po- did you ever see The King and I, Shanti? No. Wh- what? And your best mm-hmm. friend is a musical theater head? What the fuck? Ugh. That's your so problem. for people who do have seen The King and I, there's like a part within that movie where the people of Siam do a traditional dance. 
it's very similar to the Balinese traditional style of dancing. It's very, it's, it's not big and grandiose. It's big and grandiose in the costumes and the makeup and the music, but the, the movements are very small and very nuanced and um, very intentional. And it was just interesting to watch the story line and to, ch- you know, try to find it and, I don't know. Yeah, that's it was cool. My, I, my sister, I was telling you, my sister, when she was third, 12 or 13 years old, was given the opportunity to go learn the traditional Balinese dance. So she got dressed up. She put on the costumes and the makeup and was out here appropriating. <laughs> <laughs> but she lived in At Bali. What? She, yeah, she, she lived in Bali. She lived in Bali twice. Months. So she went there for a little bit when she was younger and then... She moved to Bali as an adult, maybe like. How did that happen? How did she just like? Oh no! Get an opportunity. Be affecting white women. But how? No, I mean, like when she was little, how did she get the opportunity to just move to Bali? Oh, she had a friend whose mom, you know, I don't know, somehow was about that life. That was like what they did, and they invited Bridget to come, and she trained. She'd get up and she'd learn. The dances, the hand movements, the eye movements, everything that you said, the head. That's amazing. Yep. Damn. I'm trying to be like Bridget. Bridget, how you Okay. Then day six was by far my favorite day. I liked it all the Instagrammy stuff the first half of the trip. But this day was really special to me. This was when I went and I took the class. Um, The photographer picked me up. Um, and he brought me to his home and he showed me how everyone stayed. Like his mother was there. I met his mother and his son, his other siblings were away. And it's interesting. They are similar to West African, some West African cultures where they have four names for their children. And if you're the firstborn, you get a specific name, second, third, fourth. And then if you have a fifth kid, they get the same name as the firstborn. So most oh, people, mm-hmm, most people go by the their their middle name to differentiate them. Um, but he, along the ride, was giving me all these backstories on like the three gods or three very specific popular gods, which is why they have certain temples. So they have each village has three main village temples while each house has a house temple as well. And each three village temples are for one specific God. So like the Brahma is the creator, the Winsanu is the protector, and then the Siwa is the destroyer. And the destroyer sounds like kind of rough, but the way they look at it is if things are destroyed, then they can be reborn. So the destroyer temple it. is always, it's never located near those other two temples because, you know, it's a destroyer. But they don't look at that. They don't harp on the negative side of the destroyer. They only they only focus on the rebirth. Um, <clears throat> and he was just giving me a bunch of inf- interesting information. He was like, each owner... Because the rice is life there. So they have rice paddies and rice fields everywhere. And each rice field, if you own the rice field or a patch of the rice field, you have to have a temple there. And every day you have to put um, 
an offering on that temple. So that would be included in your daily offerings of like your car, your house, your rice field, your this, your business. And if you don't, then they they can take your rice field because the, you run the risk of contaminating the rest of the rice fields. You know, like oh, they wow. they don't play about this shit. And it was interesting too, where they um, they cremate so that the spirit can come back to be with their family, um, which I thought was interesting. Just because so they don't do any burials. Right, they don't. They don't have the whole burial thing. They're just like, no, no, no. We gonna cremate you, and then I think he what he was saying. They don't keep the ashes. They put the ashes back into the ground, but the ground of their home. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the part of the the offerings when I took the class was that each like flower is like symbolic of respect to the gods to bless like all the activities to it's just their water their everything and each village they have huge ceremonies every six months so once one ceremony is over they start preparing for the next ceremony so they're never not doing something for the gods they're never not in practice of like we have to honor these folks it's very interesting their new year's eve um, celebration. They take this big doll. They every village makes this doll. Um, the, he was calling it a doll, but it's more like a figurine, and it's kind of like has a very mischievous ghost face. And they walk the doll throughout the village, and it's to try to basically attract all of the negative, mischievous, evil spirits. And they basically walk through the village so that the doll will cap capture all of them and then they light it on fire at the end of the oh, day damn. and it, that's like we're purifying it's like their version of sage <laughs> and um and this is daily no 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 you ain't listening this is their new year's eve celebration Uh-oh. i can tell you ain't listening because now you're far away so you must have walked away from your computer i'm not walking away from my computer <laughs> um and then the next day is a day of silence the entire new year's day no, for 24 hours, there's no cars, no bikes. The airport is closed. Like everything shuts down. You cannot get in or out. You're just in your house chilling. And he was laughing. He was saying that there's a lot of people that come and don't research that. And then they leave their house like tourists and they're all confused. And it's like, no, you got to go hungry. You, sh- you should have gotten extra food yesterday. Everything's closed. Um. For the day of silence, are they quite like, is it like, is it just shut down? Everything's, there's no like commerce or anything like that? Or is like people yep, are I meant just to said be that. quiet? Just said that. No, Airport. I mean like, do are they, do they have to be quiet? Like, they have to be quiet. They have to, there's silence. Nobody's talking. Nobody's talking. It's a day of wow. reflection. It's a day of intention. And they're in their house. There's everything. Everything shuts down, including like any kind of verbal. It's just, no. It's a day wow. of reflection, a full day, 24 hours. And he said even need children that. need to practice it. Like it's a it's a practice. And the, and it's interesting because I think that children, from my observation, they're much more calm there. They ain't no damn fits. It's like these kids are on moped, Shanti, at two, just chilling. Like two, the, the two-year-old is in front 
in the very front, and then dad is right behind the two-year-old. Then there's a kid between mom and dad, and then mom is probably sitting like she not even, Mm -hmm. there's not enough space for her to even straddle the moped. She just got like one butt cheek on there and just got a fucking basket of shit on her head getting shit done. Like that's the vibe. And kids are, kids just fall in line. They just, yeah. they're just calm. Yeah. Um, and so that woman showed me how to, I wasn't very good at making these, but she, she was very patient. And then I made them. She walked me around her temple of her house. Um, it was interesting after her boy, she was showing me the coconut that she put her placenta in. So this is another practice. They take a coconut and they you put your placenta in it after you give birth. And if it's, I forget which side, but it's like if you put it on the right side, it's a boy. If you put it on the left side, it's a girl. And that's how you the village knows oh, that there's a new child and that this is the sex of the child. You know, so it's like a whole celebratory thing, which I thought was really cool. She was so sweet. I just loved her. And then he took me to the temple. And that was amazing. The Tirta temple is the the holiest temple in Ubud, he was describing. And it's a water temple. It's a holy water temple. And there's different spouts. <clears throat> there's about 15 or so water spouts. And they each symbolize different things. Mm-hmm. And so you go... And it's all very well organized. You know, you cannot go into any temple if you're menstruating, whether you're going in water or not. I don't know why. I guess it's still a problematic, but they're like, you're not pure. I don't know. (coughs) And I wasn't going to ask. I was just going to respect it. But you have to, men have to wear a um, sarong. Women have to wear a sarong. You have to be dressed that way. And they'll give it to you. They'll provide it there for you. But you go and the gentleman who I was with, the photographer, he was explaining what each fountain was for me each time I went to it. So there was one for your heart. There was one for your teeth. There was one. Teeth? F- yep. There was one for your evil, for evil spirits. There's one for your past life, your new life. There was one for your business. There, it, there were so many. And so... It's interesting how he said you need to get specific with what you're asking for and with what you're thanking them for. And so um, how do you say Mawali is thank you and Susima is you're welcome. And Mawali to the gods, you put your hands up in a prayer by your forehead. Mawali to person to person is on your heart. And then Muwali to the dog to like dogs or animals. You turn the um, the prayer hands upside down, and it's more towards your stomach area. And so Muwali to the gods is what you have to do at the temple. And he was telling me that go pray, say you know, I'll always say Muwali, thank you, and then take three drinks of the water. You have to drink the water from the spout. And mm. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold, hold up. up. <laughs> everybody in the everybody in this water. <laughs> but it was it was it was Was in, the water clean? 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's natural spring water. There's a spring that the water is coming from, but there's people all in the water. I mean, but you're not thinking of those. In that moment, I wasn't thinking of those things. And he was. He even said, like, you don't have to swallow it, but you have to put it in your mouth. It has to enter your body in order for it to work. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to immerse myself. If I get a fucked up stomach over this, oh well. But there's all kinds of koi in the water. I wasn't quite prepared for that. I was like, oh shit, like huge, like six... It looked like a six foot fish, just tons of them just floating around. I was that was a little unnerving, but it was like okay, just go with the internet. And you need to get to this temple super early because it's a tourist trap. And we got there like nine, and there were already a lot of people there. But that was where I went. And when you have I to pay to go in, you do. It's a very small fee, and it's a fee that they use just for upkeep of the temple. Yeah. Um, I think it was like $5 or something like that. But that girl is so interesting because the shot that I posted was me at the business one. Because I asked him, I was like, which fountain is this? And he said, it's the business. I was praying for you. Because that was when I texted you and you were like, you please, please make an offering for me. So I got you. I was praying for that ass child. Thank you. But I felt amazing after I did that. And I don't know if it was the gods. I don't know. But it just felt good to say thank you and to be specific in that way of like, thank you for my teeth. Do do we even think about that? And I'm 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 not trying to be funny. Like, thank you for my eyes. Thank you for the my vision. I can see. Yeah. These were all things that I just had been so... And I was in such a negative space, letting so many other things affect me. Like work and just bullshit and just... It just felt so good to reconnect to the smaller things that make such big... They're not small. You know, like your teeth. You lose your fucking teeth. You gonna feel that? That's gonna be a that's a big difference in your motherfucking life. But oh we don't God. think about it. You lose your eyesight. That's a big difference. A limb, big difference. But we sitting here yeah. upset because we we lost some some a bag we bought. That don't make mm-hmm. a fucking bit of difference. And these people walk around with this type of understanding, so they vibrate on a level that I have not reached and I haven't even really thought about <laughs> until now. It's like, wow, what a fool I've been. <laughs> I, I would just feel so grateful. I sound crazy, but I feel and felt and I'm actively, I'm writing down daily now before I go to bed at least 10 things I'm grateful for. <clears throat> for the rest of my life, I feel like I need to do that. I need to do it. And I it's interesting because I sent you a post. You ignored it, I think. But I sent you a post of this girl where she said that, and it's funny, I think it's I'm nurse something. But she spent a lot of time in Bali. And she said as of recently, her and her best friend every day, every night, send each other 10 things they're grateful for. Oh. And it's just a way to hold each other. It's just an accountability kind of thing. It doesn't have to necessarily be about, about each other, 
but just 10 things they're grateful for. I sent that to you and was like, we should do this, and you ignored it. That's okay, because <laughs> I'm still grateful for your black ass. But I would like we to do that. do that. I think it's going to change our mindset completely. Ten we things. should do that. And I encourage other people to do that as well. Um, but that was that day was a very, very special day. And afterwards, I just walked around. I went to the yoga... Oh, no, that was the next day, child. Um, I walked around. I did go to Yoga Barn, um, and I set up an appointment. I would advise you go early. I just lucked up and was able to get an appointment for a reading um, because someone had canceled. But they book up, so that's something that if you want a reading at the Yoga Barn, do that before you go or as soon as you get there. Um, what do you mean a reading? A reading? Mm-hmm. I got... Oh, shoot. Hold on. I'm going to go get the thing because there's a specific name for it, and I want to I wanna say it right, and it's sitting on the table across from me. Hold on. I got access to consciousness, access to oh. um, fa- a fast-tracking body technique and coaching, and it was a 90-minute session with a woman named Susan, and I have her information. She does um, remote readings as well. Yo, I wasn't ready. So I I kind of counted her out when I met her. I judged her. And she was this little white woman with pink hair, older white woman. And I was just like, oh, here we go. Like, I wanted a Balinese woman. I didn't want this shit. But she ended up shocking me. She was a woman. She was originally born in Boston. And she left Boston almost immediately as she was an adult and has never lived in the West since. (laughs) And um, she's dedicated her life to healing and to just trying to get people to access their consciousness and so the first thing she did was ask me what I wanted to do. She asked me a little bit about myself, where I was from. And then she said, asked me what I was looking for. And I said, clarity. Um, I asked mostly just for clarity about what next steps were. And she said, okay, um, let's, let's figure out what's blocking you from having this clarity. She mm-hmm. said, because she said, I'm not a mind reader. You know, I don't predict the future, but I can try to get rid of blockages where you're not accessing your your intuition. Girl, I, ha- I Girl. actually snuck and recorded some of what she said, and I'm going to play it. Well, she didn't want you to record it? I never asked her, but I just illegally recorded it. <laughs> Cause I, I I don't know I just was like I I want to revisit this anyway, so I had my phone going in my bag, mm-hmm. and I'll play that now. So trauma is actually a big issue, but for some reason it sometimes doesn't come up initially. We have to clear other stuff before before it comes up. So in access in, in fast track we have. Uh, four different ways of looking at trauma. We have, have the actual trauma. We have the shock that goes with when you're traumatized. We have uh, cellular memory, 
which is that the memories of the trauma are in your body, not just in your mind, but in all parts of your body. And then we have cellular trauma, which is similar in that uh, the trauma itself is stored in your body. Okay? And this often has to do with weight issues. You know, is that we store the trauma in our body and then we start protecting our body. So it's very often uh, related. So you mentioned sexual abuse as a kid. One time, more than one time. Years. Years. Uh, ongoing. Ongoing. Okay, what ages? Four to seven. Uh, okay. 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 And those are such critical ages for children, as you probably already know. You know, it, they're so critical because kids are absorbing everything, you know, especially up to age six. And then they start making a few decisions. You know, they start thinking a little bit, usually around age seven. So it's really crucial kind of, kind of stuff. And um, so we'll see what we can release. Okay. I fast-tracked the release. I fast-tracked the release. Of all sexual abuse trauma. Of all sexual abuse trauma. It happened. It happened. In, from ages four to seven. From ages four to seven. I allow myself. I allow myself. To release the memories of this trauma. To release the memories of this trauma. As much as I can. As much as I can. And to release all the ways. And to release all the ways. That I'm holding this trauma. That I'm holding this trauma. Still. Still. In my body. In my body. In every cell of my body. In every cell of my body. In every cell of my body. I allow myself to release these. It's all right. I allow myself to release these. To release things. You can talk to me. What, what, what's coming up, honey? I'm just, just. I just never said it. Oh, you've never said it? I just never yeah, um, okay. released. Okay, okay. I allow myself to release these. I allow myself to release these. From every cell of my body. From every cell of my body. So that I no longer hold on to this. So that I no longer hold on to this. And it no longer keeps, holds me back. And it no longer holds me back. Forgive myself. I forgive myself for holding on to this. For holding on to this. And allowing it to hold me back. And allowing it to hold me back. I forgive the people who abused me. <laughs> I forgive the people who abused me. So that I no longer have to suffer. So that I no longer have to suffer. From these memories. From these memories. And I allow myself. And I allow myself to continue to release the sadness. To continue to release the sadness. As I need to. As I need to. Going forward. Going forward. 
So that I may be. So that I may be. Clearer about my future. Clearer about my future. Allowing myself to move into the future. Allowing myself to move into the future. Being happier. Being happier. And feeling more secure in my body. And feeling more secure in my body. And in myself. And in myself. Now. Now. So yeah, that was heavy, but that was really, I had never spoken those words. Um, And I really don't know how she saw that in me, but she did. And that was kind of the moment when I thought to myself, oh, she's for real. And she also, the fact that she didn't just tell me what my issues were, that she forced me to deal with them in the moment and gave Mm -hmm. me affirmations on how to deal with them. You know, I forgive myself. I forgive others. I, I, this, I, that, that was really helpful. Um, so that experience, you know, there were other things. Go ahead. I hear you. What'd you say? Have you been continuing that? Not every night. Cause sometimes it's too much. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are other affirmations that she gave me at the end where it's like I fast track myself on this journey of healing. I this, I that. Um, And so I have been doing them and just affirmations in general. But that experience was really telling when, you know, there was a point where she's like said to me, our body, our cells store memories. Mm-hmm. And she was just talking about how important it is for me to release those memories um, as much as I can. And that basically our body keeps score and mm-hmm. that a lot of I think this, there's a book called that exactly. There is. Our body keeps score. Um, but that she said it shows up in weight gain. It shows up. This is all protective barriers of you versus you and other people. And then there were also things that she had me forgive myself with my mother. She had me, I feel so protective of my mom. I feel so guilty when it comes to my mom about all that she's done for me and how much I want to do for her and how I right now could probably only do those things for myself And sometimes I don't because I feel like, but what about her? I feel guilty about kind of leaving her behind. Mm -hmm. Um, So there were a lot of things that she touched on that really resonated with me. That gave me a lot of clarity on what next steps in terms of how, on what I need to focus on in order to move forward with the rest of my life. So that was really great. That was, that was not cheap. That was like another $100, but I figured like it was a reading. There's other people that you can go to for readings. Um, that's just where I went because I the other folks, they're not really in Ubud. A lot of them are much further away, and I had to check out of my Airbnb. <laughs> um, but that was really, really great, and I also took a class how, at the how yoga barn. How did you barn. find her? How did you go about finding her? I just went to the yoga barn and asked about readings. <laughs> and they, I was reading, they have different pamphlets or different ones. And when it said access to consciousness, I thought, all right, that one. And then she mm-hmm. had a 
a cancellation and it just it just worked out like God had just worked it out for me in that way um but yeah because I was I I left that day and I went to the elephant lodge the mason elephant lodge which I don't know if it's a damn sanctuary I'm very confused Everything that they say is like it's a sanctuary for elephants. It's this, it's that. And then, like, I have people in my DMs, like, if you see any elephants being ridden, that means that they were abused in order for that to happen. I'm like, oh, my God. I did not ride any elephants. <laughs> but I was really upset and torn. Like, oh, my God, did I just go to some place that's, like, horrible? Listen, we make mistakes. I have no idea. All of the, I mean, I was asking the staff. I was asking the folks. And everybody was saying that everything was on the up and up, but that could also be propaganda. So do your own research. Do what makes you feel good. I don't know. I didn't see any mistreatment of elephants while I was there. I was so happy to be with those elephants and then so torn when I was getting all of these DMs, which I appreciate. I thank y'all for the information because I didn't know. Because I did my, I thought I did my research and I thought it was all good. And then apparently maybe not, but Uh. I know, but they're so playful. Shanti, I thought about you. I was like, I wish she could be here. I'm obsessed with elephants. (laughs) I love elephants and llamas and And I was was really happy. Were you? Because you wrote some bullshit on my page. Well, I was hating. Because I'm jealous. <laughs> you did not congratulate me. You were just like, I'm furious. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, I don't remember. It was it was funny, though. What did you write? You were like, this is bullshit or something like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. That was not the message that so I received. Sorry. I am just negative. Ugh. It was funny, though. You know, problematic. We like that shit. <laughs> Um, but they were so playful and there was a, I was so, I lucked up. There was a baby. Oh, you wrote irrationally upset. Um, (laughs) there was a baby there and the baby was just three months old. The baby elephant? Yes. The baby loved mama. She, that baby loved me. It was a he. He loved me. I didn't even post the baby picture and I, I'm going to send it to you right now just to make you mad again. That baby, it had his little, little tusk. It kept reaching out to me. Oh. I was obsessed. And then I got to bathe the elephants the next day. First of all, first thing, I would not stay there. I opted to stay there. You do not need to stay there. They have day passes. I should have kept my ass in boot and just came up because it's only about 20 minutes away. That was dumb. I spent all this money staying at this fancy-ass place, and it was unnecessary. It was very nice. The accommodations are very nice. The food is magnificent. I had a duck confit with blueberry reduction sauce. Bitch. But you, you keep talking <clears throat> about this. That was the best thing I, I ever listen. had. This blueberry reduction yes. sauce, it wasn't even sweet. It was like tarty sweet on a duck. Child. Tried it. It was good. But, um, yeah, I would just say if you guys want to visit these elephants, if you feel like it is on the up and up, you can just do a day thing. They have day passes. I wasn't aware, so that was silly. But, um... I learned so much about elephants. I won't go into it because I have all these notes and this is getting long. But they're just the sweetest creatures. They're basically humans and they're, they're, 
they are so goofy. They are so like that baby was falling all over the place. That big ass three hundred pound baby. It was really oh my god, trying to do everything that mom was doing. And mom and baby will stay together for the for three years. They will live in that same in their same little part of the of the park where it's like just you two together, so the baby can feed. And. it's just it's unreal no. to watch the baby watch mom do something and you see the baby calculating like I want to do that too and it just is not capable yet and then it's like a little kid and then it tries it and it falls down and mom's just standing there and she takes her tusk and it's like get up get up <laughs> and it's just amazing to watch I thought it was interesting too that like um the the social order like the structure of it where females spend their entire lives in like tight family groups mm. of mothers, grandmothers, aunts, sisters, daughters and the the eldest female like leads the group but the males pref- prefer a bachelor lifestyle. So like dad will stay around and then mom a lot of times the women will cast the men out, the male elephants. I thought Sounds to myself, right. well, that's... That's Philadelphia, too. Right. I was like, we do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, they just do smart shit. Like, they take them... And they're they're not... The, the Balinese elephants are very hairy. I wasn't prepared for that. Feels like a damn Brillo pad. I was like, whoa. But um, when they bathe themselves, they 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 pick up... They can pick up, I forget how many gallons of water in their mouth and their like nose thing and then they spray like they'll pick up the mud and spray it all over their backs to to act as sunscreen oh brilliant i was just like you they fucking know. geniuses i can't i it just, <laughs> I, for real i was like this is And then I got to bathe an elephant and the guy just real casually was like, oh, I kept touching the side of her stomach. And I was like, what's wrong? And he said, oh, no, she's pregnant. I was like, what? There's a baby in there? Because her whole stomach, it it looked like she had an extra stomach. I thought, there's a little baby in there? Oh, my God. It (laughs) It was amazing. That was really cool. That is amazing. Really cool. Like, but that yeah. I won't I won't go into there's not anything else you need to know. I mean, outside of like just go. There's so much to do. So many people told me to try the healing sound. There's like a sound healing thing. I didn't get a chance to do that. But this will not be my last time there. You know, the last day I just kind of chilled out by the pool. Um, had some dope ass Indian food back in Ubud. And then I packed and I packed super strategically so that I had all my shit ready to go that I needed on the plane. Definitely toothbrush. Definitely those, um, I went to Sephora and was like, I need samples of face wash and moisturizer. And definitely washed my face and moisturized my face on that motherfucking flight because you need to. Um... And, oh, when when you travel, it's the last thing I'll say, when you travel and you go back, like, after you've bought all the gifts, what you need to do is pack a heavy-ass carry-on, because most people are not weighing carry-ons, 
and then you make your check bags as light as you possibly can to avoid overcharges. Put all that heavy shit in your (laughs) carry-on. That's how you do it. Obviously, your liquids and stuff have to go in there, but like all that tea, that heavy-ass powder tea I bought and all that, mm -mm. carry-on. They're going to check it, and they're going to be like, what is this cocaine? It's like, no, it's tea. They'll check it, and you're good. But my carry-ons were so heavy because I was thinking to myself, I bought way too much shit. Like, your thing is heavy as fuck, and it's annoying. What but did you okay. get me? You brought back some... But that was my trip. So the moral of the story is to just be fucking grateful. Mm. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Just be and grateful. And that's what you're that's how that's what you're doing now that you're back. You you're keeping that same energy. Yes, I really am journaling. I have not been journaling daily since I was like super just super sad. Like 14 doing that shit. Like now I'm doing it because really? I'm really happy. Not not every day, not the way I should have been. I would just re- revisit if some boy hurt my feelings and I write some sad shit and then pick it up three years later. But now I'm like actively writing shit down, writing down intentions, writing down affirmations, like listening to sh- listening to all kinds of meditations, listening to just what I need in order to move forward. And it feels really good. As corny as that sounds, writing it down feels different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feels very different for me. Yeah. And I want you and everyone to hold... Hell yeah, that will not be my last time. Ever. Would, it will not. Would you stay longer? Do you ever want to like take a trip I would where you're stay like, Yo, I'm going for... I, would, I did, was not ready to leave. Even when I left Australia, I wasn't ready to leave that. That was for work, so I didn't see much of Australia. But um, yeah, I was I was three weeks away and ready to stay. <clears throat> I was not interested in coming back home, and that was telling. Um. So yeah, I was I would live there for like a month, easy, easy. And I if I went back, I would do the same thing and stay in Ubud, because Ubud is central and you can get to everywhere you need to if you want from there. So. Yeah, I think that's where my sister stayed. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I loved it. I want yes. you to go. Well, it's it sounds kind of similar, but not to... Um, it has far less Indo- uh, excuse me, Indian influence than the Philippines. Mm, but the Philippines okay. was like, you know, a lot of attention to service. And it, it is a service country. Like, that's what they're hospitality is what they do and they do it really well but yeah I, I this is something I would love to go with you or my sister like yeah people that have gone before and really know how to do it up and it's super kid friendly oh I don't know Bring if people Joe. know that it's very kid friendly like there's kids all over the place and young like it's it's good oh it's good I would want, I would love to go with you, but I would also love for you to go by yourself. I would love to go on a trip by myself, child, someday. When, right when you have your first kid is when I'll be freed up from having kids. So oh, then I'll be able thanks to thanks for your support. <laughs> 
<laughs> really, right? When like the normal age where people should maturely and securely have kids. We're I'll not judging like, ourselves. I done did that. I done did it is, the wrong way. I'm freed up now. <laughs> that, is, that is negative self-talk. That's okay because I'm going to be like, Jojo, your mom is gone, but you ain't. Watch this baby. <laughs> <laughs> Little girl, because I used to help you. So bring your ass, please. That's genius. And she would be like, "What?" Like I don't care if you have a date. Baby whisper. I'm an animal baby whisper. So does JoJo like boys yet? This is an aside. This is another episode. First of all, you are not talking into your computer. I said that's another episode. First of all, and um. Yeah, she does. JoJo's has <gasps> JoJo. You know who else is obsessed with Stranger Things? JoJo is more obsessed with Stranger Things. She just woke up this morning and said, "I had a dream that I was friends with Millie Bobby Brown and Noah." <laughs> she knows the actors' first names, names. <laughs> <laughs> and we were friends. Yeah, so JoJo, JoJo, JoJo likes has crushes. She don't know what any of it means. Oh, my God. mom explained to her what sex is for the first time. But Why? Oh, this is like, this is Why did your mom explain it to her and not you? Could, do you know who my mom is? Why does my mom do it? She does what the <laughs> fuck she wants. <laughs> what? What? But no, this was something that we had been in conversation about. My mom's like my my partner. So we're like, we know we got to sit Jojo down soon and talk about the birds and the bees. Oh, my God. I want to So we had already puncher. discussed. What you said? I still want to punch her. Why? Why didn't so, you raggedy you there? You weren't there. No, but she. We already discussed how we were going to talk about it, and I think it happened organically. They were talking about. I don't know what they were talking about. They were talking about babies or animals or I don't know. And my mom was like, "This." Is what how did Joe it say when your mom told she was her? Like, unimpressed. She was like, oh, okay. she was like no, all right, girl, tell her to keep that same energy because that's what it will be. Unimpressive. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> tell her to keep that that's same weird. That sounds energy. Cool. Tell her it ain't, it ain't all it's cracked out to be. Ciao. Answer well, that. <clears throat> I'm so excited for you and. You about to go to Africa and New Year's, so you just oh Africa is not a country. I'm going to Ghana. I know, but I hate when people say say I'm going to Africa. Like where, bitch? I didn't know exactly where you were going, so I had to just say because you don't pay attention to me. How many? I just I I knew you went to South Africa. I was like, she going somewhere else. (laughs) Let's let's just say Africa. Yes, I'll be. Oh my God, that reminds me. I will be in Ghana for the New Year. I will have time where I'm by myself before Crazy Renee and uh, Hello Gorgeous get there. So if you are going, please hit me in a DM. Let's link. I'm going to Afro Nation and Afrochella, and I'm gonna get to the Cape Coast too to see um, the Door Afro of No Return. But come through in the DMs so we can link. Yep, she's a world traveler. Um, soon you're going to get sponsored events for you Come to on, go. Come on, speak it. Because you give such it. great detail and really get people excited. And I think that's really important, which I don't see 
for influencers is like, especially travel influencers, you see them in the spaces taking the pictures, but like, who's going to tell you to print out two itineraries, my nigga? Bitch, I will. Who's going to tell <laughs> you to get locks for your luggage? You need to and get locks for your luggage. <laughs> and you has the keys. She's like, don't go to Robert in a bud. He's a scam. But listen, that's what's up. I'm trying to get like you. I can't wait to be like you. I'm trying um, to get like you. So we on the path. But this was a long one, y'all. I hope you're still sticking around. God bless you if you are. If you're not. <laughs> no, I miss doing this. I felt I, I miss recording with you. So I did. I was like, I miss recording as well. Oh, so, that's good. Well, that's telling because I was a lot of shit I didn't miss, but I did miss this. <laughs> so. I was like, oh, I'm going to say that on the podcast. And then when I get in on the podcast, I'm like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm going to write it down. I have a little notepad where I'm like, talk about. Yo, the last episode was funny. Did you listen to it? I don't think you did. Yes, I did. You did? Wasn't it mm-hmm. funny? We didn't think it, it went that well, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> cracking up. I know. We're going to keep stay on this positive. You, Everybody can keep listening to us struggle to stay on this positive wavelength. <laughs> I think it would uh, be funny if we just said, fuck this positivity. No, see. But just kidding. Just Did kidding. you hear what I just said for two God hours? Good <laughs> all the time. I'm grateful for my computer and my microphone. And, and your motherfucking child. teeth. Yo, it's a big deal. <laughs> And my big ass teeth. I gotta have to get braces. Listen, get to eat all the chicken wings. That's what I'm saying. Try to eat chicken wings without teeth. See how that goes. Yo, that would be probably the one of most frustrating things in my life. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So let let us be grateful. Hallelujah. Do you have any effort? Do you have an affirmation to take us out or not? I think we should do a travel affirmation. We should have wrote one down. We ain't got one. We just do one off the cuff. Take us out, Shanti. Well, this because this, niggas this, need this. to travel. Oh, I don't know about traveling. We're just gonna let say me see affirmation. Okay, here's one. This is travel. a classic from my father. This is a classic one from my dad. If you're not on the way, you're in the way. So get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> that is deep, really, y'all. that's actually really great. I thought you were going to say, this will be the, the year of travel. This, if you do travel, you will be safe. Your hair will stay laid. Your wig will not fall off. Like I thought you were going to go there, but you, you took us to a spiritual place. That's wonderful. Um <laughs> That my dad used to say all the time. I used to be like, yo, dad, that's deep. Oh, if okay. you're not on the way, you're in the way. So get out the motherfucking way. Also, yeah, that's good. You know? That's really good. I, I'm going to write it down. I pray we don't go on trips and have to worry about our hair. Although, like, I really have yet to master going on a trip and not being ugly the entire time because <laughs> I don't have what I need. <laughs> You just got to get brave. Like, you sis. really set yourself up for success. I'd have went there. I'd have forgot my gel, <laughs> makeup. I'd have been too cheap to get the travel cases, so I had no conditioner. I'd have oh, been so nah. ugly. 
I guess I'm so I had when I travel. all the things. I had the makeup that was like a two shades a little darker. I wasn't playing. I was like, I'm going to tan. Yeah, I can't you- be out here with ghost face. Yeah. Preparation is key, boo. Prepare shout yourself. Shout out to girl, like, shout out to the fine bitches when they travel. Okay. <laughs> Ugly done. bitches, you're good too. Just be in the moment. Don't worry about the pictures. All right. We're, <laughs> I can't. I love you very much. <laughs> we're done though. You All right. Are... Bye bye. Oh. Oh. Bye. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Okay. Bye. Was that too long? It felt very long. You, well, you weren't giving me anything either. You were just like, I, you could have been like, mm. you just be, I know you was doing, getting all kinds of shit done for Sable. Yes, <laughs> you were. I know it. Fuck, I didn't press stop on this. <laughs> oh my God. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. What a girl. Yeah.